Is North Dakota State wide receiver Christian Watson one of the biggest sleepers and best values right now in rookie drafts? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Madjuke. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow. Hit that subscribe anywhere you're listening to your fantasy football podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, we've got lots and lots of content here leading up to the 2022 NFL draft, including our profile on Christian Watson today. So you're not going to want to miss out on that. No, you're not, because uh, this is going to be a good one, because of the, the ranges on Christian Watson are all over the place. We've seen some mock drafts have him, even going to like the Packers at 22, but we've seen some media members rank him as a third and fourth round prospect. So how do we how do we value him? We'll, we'll discuss that. But we've got some just small NFL news to talk about before we uh, we do that. Kate, is that uh, a pun? Is that a is that a pun? Uh, we have some small uh, news. Let's talk about Kyler Murray. Everybody. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So Kyler Murray, his agent, <laughs> uh, having some some contract negotiations that seem like they're not going so swell right now. Uh, Kyler Murray maybe asking for a trade in the future. What's going on in Arizona, Kate? I don't know. Maybe we're we're gonna see Kyler Murray head over uh, to the A's and and play some baseball. Who knows? Oh, stop it! Stop it! Uh, Kyler Murray, he's uh, he's definitely not happy with the Arizona Cardinals. He made it pretty clear this season that he want or this off season that he wanted one of these big boy extensions, like we're seeing all over the league. Mm -hmm. All of the top names are getting them, except for Kyler Murray. Um, I, I think. It's an interesting situation because kind of as soon as he started making this fuss about the contract, immediately, which I'm sure it was in the works before, but immediately the Cardinals announced that like they've extended their head coach, they've extended yeah. their their GM, like they made all these other extensions, but not Kyler Murray. Well, so really interesting. If you're Kyler. What's the rush? Why do you feel like you have to get a deal done this offseason? So he's going into year four, right? And he has the fifth-year option remaining, uh, which will pay him a ton of money. But we've seen for other quarterbacks, the strategy here is just to wait, right? Because every day that you wait, your price goes up, and there's a chance another quarterback gets paid. We know Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, he's up for a contract right now, and he's waiting because he knows – if I can wait until Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert get paid, my value is going to keep going up. And we saw with Dak Prescott how that worked. We saw that with Derek Carr the other day, right? He got a $40 million extension per year. I just, I don't get what's the rush here for Kyler to get one done this offseason. I don't either. And I, it almost feels to me like Kyler's kind of missing the long game approach here. Yep. Yes. Uh, so, you know, not getting a ton of money. I think Tom Pelissaro put it uh, right around $5 million for the 2022 season. I get why you don't want to pay play on that when you're considering yourself among the league's top quarterbacks. However, the longer you wait, I, I mean, we've seen that the salary cap increase this year. It's going to do the same next year. Every single time we see one of these new 
quarterback contracts were kind of like Florida. If Derek Carr can get 40 million a year, yes. best believe Kyler Murray is going to be able to get more than that. Well, and, and I, I and they're like, going to be able like all of these deals are going to look like chump change yeah. soon. And, and I feel like Kyler is in a much different situation than somebody like Dak Prescott, who Dak was playing on a fourth round rookie deal, right? And he ended up waiting. Was it until year six to get paid? Kyler's playing on the number one overall pick deal. And while that's, yes, that's not elite money. He's still making four years, 35 million in the first, yeah, first four years of his deal. It's not terrible amount of money, right? So we can just be patient for a year or two. It's not going to be 40 million a year you're going to get. It's going to be 50 million. It might even be more than that. So I, I, I just don't understand the urgency for Kyler to get a deal done this offseason. I mean, like literally what the comparison to Dak Prescott, I kind of love that. Um, I mean, like looking at what he did uh, and what he did on the contract he was playing on. This is why I kind of thought the whole conversation about, uh, you know, should you pay Dak Prescott was ridiculous because look what he did. And he had two seasons where he was playing for less than a million dollars. Um, his lowest paid seasons in his career, uh, six hundred and thirty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. And he played and you know what, like waiting out that period, uh, he, he certainly got his money. Um, now that looks like a bargain. Uh, and I think that the longer Kyler waits, the, the more he's going to get. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole point because we even saw the worst case scenario with Dak, right? He's playing on the franchise tag and he suffers a season ending injury. That was a pretty gruesome injury, right? In week five, and he still got everything he wanted in the offseason, right? Because that's just how important and how valuable quarterbacks are. So he probably Kyler, made more just playing. Oh my gosh, yeah. Tag. Like because, because the Cowboys the struggled without increasing. him. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And more more quarterbacks got paid during that time. So yeah, just just wait, Kyler, and you'll be fine. I, I just I don't understand this push unless. He's just not happy in Arizona and he wants to get out. And this is the way of, Hey, this is what we're going to do to, you know, start putting things into action and into motion that we want to trade. I, it's a very odd situation. Be patient, uh, small grasshopper. Speaking of odd, uh, Sammy Watkins, um, <laughs> signed with the, the Packers on Thursday, a one year deal worth up to $4 million. Uh, Watkins will turn 29, uh, this off season, does this do anything for you, Kate? No, stop. I'm if I I'm gonna mute Sammy Watkins' name on Twitter because I'm just like I'm fed up with this. Um, like Marcus, when is the last time you remember seeing uh, Sammy Watkins do anything for your fantasy teams? Because in the last uh, 47 active games, he's performed as a wide receiver one three times. That is three wide receiver one performances since the year 2018. Three. Yeah, uh, it's not great. Um, do you know how three. many receive? <laughs> do you know how many receiving yards he has total over the last two seasons? And this is playing with Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, I don't. But that's actually a great. Uh, so ooh, I didn't. Re- I I forgot about the fact that he was playing with these two quarterbacks back to back. And actually, if you go back even further, you go back to <laughs> November 18th, 
2019. Remember, we're in 2022 now. 29 games playing with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, 976 yards and two touchdowns. Two and a half seasons, Um, 976 yards. At this point, you're signing him as a, let's see if he could be our wide receiver four in camp. Like that's the type of money he got. I, I don't see any reason why he should, he should be a guy that we care about for fantasy. Okay. So my curiosity, I think like, I mean, for me, if I have Sammy Watkins in literally any league, I am trading him as quickly as I possibly can get him off my roster. Um, what do you, what, what are you comfortable selling for it? Like literally anything. What about a fourth round pick? Uh, yeah. I mean, because Watkins is never going to be a guy that you're going to start. He's, he's just not, uh, he, he has absolutely no value currently on dynasty league football. He's wide receiver 113. You have to like click next page. That's like next page yeah. level. <laughs> Can I read you the receivers that he's next to? Yes. Zach Pascal, Des Fitzpatrick, Ooh. Lynn Bowden, Juwan Jennings, Antonio Brown, Nikhil Harry. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I resent the fact that you threw in Antonio Brown into that mix. Oh, uh, I got the saddest trade I'm seeing on Dynasty League football right now. Sammy Watkins for Baker Mayfield in a super flex league. No. No. <laughs> Sammy Watkins for pick <laughs> 2.12, last pick of the second round. Jesus. Oh, no. There's people out there okay. that must be really high on Sammy Watkins. We are not these Dude, people. Dude, get it done. If you can yes. get that done, get it done yesterday. If you have a Packer fan in your league that believes that Aaron Rodgers can do anything and cure cancer and make receivers viable and relevant, uh, go trade oh Sammy God. Watkins. So there you go. Uh, all oh. right. I'm done talking about Sammy Watkins. That was Thank way you. too much time. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to Christian Watson. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all the betting stats and info that you need. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Christian Watson. Wide receiver, North Dakota State. Kate, what did you see when you watched him? Uh, I saw a a big-bodied wide receiver that I don't think necessarily plays like a big-bodied wide mm-hmm. receiver. Uh, he's tall. He's fast. He's a great athlete. And that's kind of what I saw. Um, I, he's a very raw prospect coming out of the FCS. Um, wasn't overly productive uh, in at, at North Dakota State, but they didn't have a super high passing volume. So I'm going to give him a pass there. But outside of the athleticism, I don't, uh, you know, I think he's uh, a guy that can move much smoother than you typically see a guy as tall as Christian Watson can play. Mm-hmm. Um, but not a ton of strength there for me. Um He's not a big not, bully receiver, right? He's he's really a deep threat in a six foot four body, right? Yes. And I like he can win downfield. And I think that's sort of gonna be his place. Like 
is he going to profile as an alpha wide receiver? Like, absolutely not. And, you know, maybe if he had a a bigger frame on top of that, like, 6'4 body and could handle some contact. But he's not really a a wide receiver that I trust to play through contact and, and win in that way. He's going to be a guy that wins by, uh, you know, running faster and and separating down the field um, and creating plays that way. But where does that where does that put him for for fantasy rankings? It's it's kind of hard to tell because I think, you know, if this is the finished product, it's going to be quite low, but he certainly has room to grow. I mean, he is quite the athlete. We we shouldn't skip over that again. Six foot four, two hundred and eight pounds, ran a four three six at the NFL Combine with an eleven four broad jump, thirty eight and a half inch vertical. Like this is an athlete, and in the right scheme, if you're using him as a down the field threat, as a jet sweep guy, I do think he can be productive. Uh, my comps for him were Martavis Bryant, who you probably know well from the Steelers, right? It, not a polished receiver at all. But if he can just outrun everybody and you got a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field accurately, I think he could be productive. Um, and also, I think he's got a little bit of Marquez Valdez scaling to his game, where, again, not the most polished receiver, but is a bigger deep threat. So I, I see the upside, but I think this talk about him being like a top 25 pick is insane. He's just not ready for that at all. No, especially, I mean, this isn't a wide receiver class where we're hurting for talent in the top five. Like that, yes. that really blows my mind because, I mean, we've we've got uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Drake London, Jamison Williams. Like, are you telling me you really think that uh, there's a possibility that that Christian Watson makes it out ahead of any of these guys? No he, way, no he, how. He's not a better player than George Pickens. George Pickens is younger, went to a bigger school, more productive. I mean, even even Watson at uh, FCS school, he had 2,100 total yards in four years there. It, it's not great, right? The production is very, very average. But um, I, I, just, I just don't see a polished receiver at all. And you're banking on traits. But do you do that in the first round or even at the top of the second round? I don't know. Uh, the Raiders might totally fall for – like this feels like a Raiders they, move. This they is brought the him in the for Raiders a visit. Fall for. They, they did bring him in for a visit. So, yes, it's very, very funny. Uh, I actually didn't know that, but that's hilarious and I love it. <laughs> but like Marcus, you said, you know, like he was the true number one option on his team. Very high dominator rating. He accounted for a lot of his offenses – uh, production there, but I mean, as that number one option, he ranked, uh, he was tied for the 331st most targets in the FCS, <laughs> 62 not targets, great. not great, but this is the startling thing. So had 43 receptions, 801 yards, seven touchdowns in his final season at North Dakota state. How many of those yards would you say came on deep place oh almost all of them right 395 that is 49 percent of his receiving yards came on deep place and you know what which like sounds great but marcus that's almost 50 percent of his receiving yards on eight 
catches. Yep. Eight yeah. catches. He had um, like an 80 something yard reception. So like that's accounting for almost an eighth of his uh, or literally 10% of his yards right there on one catch. Yeah. And um, what's, al- what's also concerning Kate is so he, over the last two seasons, he had 62 total receptions, but he also had 12 drops. Like he's just not a polished player at all right now. So you're really, again, you're really banking on upside. And I think a lot of his value right now in dynasty leagues, because he's currently wide receiver eight is draft capital based. Because I think a lot of people believe he is going to be a late first or early second round pick. And if he could land with a team like the chiefs or the Packers or somebody like that, he'll all of a sudden be a good player. Which I don't necessarily think that's the case. Yeah, I, again, this like comes back to traits. Um, how heavily you view those, like I, you know, I, I think traits are important, but I think you need to match those traits with what you see on the field. Yes, you see a fantastic athlete. I think you see a guy that, uh, like I said earlier, runs much smoother and. Yes faster than I think you would typically expect a guy of six, four length. Um, but you know, I, I just don't see that translating to strength at the next level. He, he's not a guy that I think can withstand a lot of contact contact. Wasn't, uh, like big on his contested catch rate. I think it was right around 30% for his career, which is relatively low. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't think, that he's necessarily going to match up well with some of the contact that he's probably going to see at the NFL level, unless he's able to run past these DBs, uh, which he can, but right. he's got to be in the right hoping, place. Yeah. Yeah. You're hoping that he becomes this. Yeah. Like again, like a Martavis Bryant at his peak with Pittsburgh, right. Where you're just consistently making plays down the field. Um, but how reliable is that? How stable is that week to week? I don't know. Uh, I got some other thoughts about his his value currently in Dynasty League, and I want to talk about some fits. But before we do that, Kate, let's tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on the new, new Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better thanks to Built Bar. And it's because it's not really all that hard because Built Bars are just so good. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. With most built bars only containing 130 calories and four grams of sugar and four net carbs, uh, compare that to your average candy bar, and it's not even a contest. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, I want to talk about his value because he's currently wide receiver eight. But to me, it feels like the draft position and where he's going to land is baked into that. I think so many people believe he's going to land with Green Bay or Kansas City, and that's why we're seeing him ranked as wide receiver eight or even higher. But what happens to his value if all of a sudden he goes to a neutral landing spot? Let's say he goes to, I don't know, Atlanta. Are we really excited about him with the the Falcons right away? I mean, there's targets there, but is that an offense that's going to maximize his skill set? No, um, like I, so here's what I think would be a good fit for Christian Watson. Cause I don't think he's going to be a guy period that sees like a, he's not a hundred target guy. No. no. So like, if you're not banking on volume, I think you need to bank on, uh, you know, 
offensive productivity. And I think what would benefit Christian Watson is a guy that, uh, or is a, a situation maybe where you're spreading the field with wide receivers. So I went, I pulled some data from last season and, and the two teams that are, um, ran the highest rate of a four wide receiver set in 2018. We had um, Arizona, which I think is kind of an interesting fit. They are in the mix for a wide receiver. They just brought back AJ Green. Um, but I don't think there's any question that they need they need some help at wide receiver. They lost Christian Kirk. They, they've got to find some answer and some depth there if you're going to run these four wide receiver sets. That's a, that's a situation where I can see uh, Christian Watson finding some success when there's, there's, they're spreading these DBs out across the field. Um, another team that, you know, it rel relatively high four wide receiver sets, um, you know, and just relatively few one, two wide receiver sets, Buffalo bills uh, mm. also in, in need of a wide receiver, but um you know, again, they they're kind of in a very similar situation to Arizona. Interestingly, lost their slot wide receiver, so that's not necessarily where Christian Watson's going to fit in. But right. if you're going to spread the field with your wide receiver depth and and provide three four options for your quarterback, I think Christian Watson would would do well as being one of those three four options. And we should mention Kansas City Green Bay are good fits for him, especially if they take him in the first round. If he has that first round draft capital, it means he's going to be on the field early. It means they're going to find ways to get him targets. Um, but I, again, I feel like his current ranking is already kind of baked in that he's going to land in a good situation where we know that's not always the case. So uh, I want to talk about where he ranks among the, the current rookie receivers. Uh, again, currently wide receiver eight behind Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson. I'm going to name some receivers behind him, and you tell me if you like any of these guys better. David Bell from Purdue. Yes. You like Bell better or you like Watson better? Bell. Mm, that's an interesting – I probably would go Watson. Sky Moore from Western Michigan. Sky Moore. Don't disagree. John Mechie from Alabama. I'll take Matchy. Wandale Robinson from uh, Kentucky. I think I'll take Wandale. I'm I apparently I'm very low here on it, it, Christian Jaylen Watson. Jalen Tolbert. We talked about a couple of episodes ago. I'll take Jalen Tolbert. <laughs> yeah, see, you are much lower on him than I. I, I think wide receiver a wide receiver nine is big. I'd rather have Sky more than Watson, but yeah, you're so you're you're a big fade Christian Watson person right now. Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm selling him at his current cost across the board. Um, I, I just think that this is a class with a lot of depth, with a lot of um, like, again, my concern with Christian Watson is that you're drafting an athlete and not necessarily a refined wide receiver. He's got a long way to go. So I, I do think like. You're, I, I just think there's a lot of risk there when you're dra like, obviously drafting an athlete is better than drafting a crappy athlete who also doesn't have draft capital and also is not in a good, like, obviously the athlete is a huge part of that. But I mean, the, the traits that you need in a wide receiver, like the, the 
um, the strong hands, the the ability to win over DBs that are going to like be able to keep up with him at the NFL level. Um, you know, probably more so than some of this FCS competition. I just think, you know, you've got to bank on him becoming a much more refined product uh, if he's going to succeed for fantasy. And that could totally come back and bite me. All right. So what do you see as the upside for Christian Watson? If he hits his ceiling, what type of player are we getting? Uh, He's going to be a boom bust. Uh deep play guy. Um, but like I said before, I don't think he's going to be a hundred target kind of guy. I don't think he's going to be a volume based play. Um, I just don't think he, he profiles as that alpha wide receiver where he's going to demand those targets as the true number one option on his team. And that like, obviously all of these wide receivers have their place on the football field. You don't all have to be a Julio Jones type or a DeAndre Hopkins type, but Christian Watson, I think the fact that he's probably not going to necessarily demand these targets uh, with his, his skills um, that concerns me. And I think, you know, we're probably going to be banking more on, uh, efficiency, big plays after the catch, uh, you know, where he just sort of gets loose in the open field and takes it to the house. And those aren't necessarily consistent plays that you can rely on. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's very likely he has a DJ Chark like career in the NFL, right? Big deep threat, depending on the quarterback situation can have nice weeks and maybe can be a solid wide receiver three, in the right situation. But I'd, I don't see, hey, this is the next Randy Moss or this is the next, even the next Mike Williams. I just, I don't see that type of player here. No. Is that fair? I, okay. I, I think that's fair. And I think that comes down to strength again. Like, yes. can he bulk up and yes. kind of change yes. that? Absolutely. Um, and I, but I do think that him working on that strength as a wide receiver, working on the hands, which, are, are both very important are going to be key to his development at the next level. Um, I like him a little bit more than you, but that's okay. We have a, we, we're allowed to disagree on this show. So uh, we want to know, what do you guys think of Christian Watson? Are Kate and I too low? Uh, is Kate way too low on him? Uh, or are we just right? <laughs> obviously we, uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday to talk about another prospect. I'm sure we'll have some NFL news come out over the next couple of days, but uh, follow the show at Locked on Dynasty. You can follow Kate at uh, FF Fall Blast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we'll see you guys next time.